Joey Two Wallets. And this is the unfortunates. I kind of had an unscheduled bye week. So due to my unscheduled bye week, back at it again. Everybody always talks about the top 10. But we all got to be truthful when it comes to the offseason, when it comes to trades. The most interesting teams are the bottom teams. I'll never forget watching the Detroit Lions go winless and thinking how interesting it was and not hoping that they would lose to go winless. But it sucked because I saw the Detroit Lions fight every single week with Rob Marinelli and they lost by an average of four and a half points by every game all season long. They were not out of any game. So that being said, it's so unfortunate that we gotta, you know, that these teams gotta be on the bottom for us to talk about. But nobody else is doing it. And I know everybody's like, well, well nobody else is doing it. There's a reason. Well, you know what? I'm Joey Two Wallets. going to go ahead and reset so I went off record I looked at injuries I looked at who teams played against and this is basically what I came across so of course at number 32 hasn't changed it's still the New York Jets but with Joe Flacco at the helm they actually look like a football team the last two weeks actually showing some fight, gut, and effort. This will not save Adam Gase's job, but at the same time, can the Jets get a new owner, general manager, head coach? The only question right now for the New York Jets, does anybody feel bad for Sam Darnold? Like, like this, does anybody feel bad for, like I do for him? I feel bad for Sam Darnold. And if I were Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to New York. I'm pulling the biggest John Elway, Eli Manning, and doing it double. I'm not, go I'm not going there. I just, until something makes sense about New York, it's got to be a business decision. This, they look, they put their bodies on the line, their careers, their lives on hold for this sport, for this job, for this career. That's like saying, okay, I'm getting an offer by, you know, I'm getting an offer. What, what company's huge out there? You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll say Apple. We get a we get a nice corner office with Apple, you know what I'm saying? But instead when the draft come out, it's like, nah. 
McDonald's kept knocking the door. I'm like, hey, you want to be a cashier? That's really what I feel for Sam Darnold right now. I feel like he is stuck at McDonald's or Burger King, and he's just behind the cashier saying, well, can I take your order? I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to sling these burgers. And he has, he has one great shift every week. And what I mean by that is one, one big play. <laughs> and then he gets hurt. And then you feel bad for him. And it's like... I, I, I really feel bad for Sam Darnold. It really can't get any worse for that dude. But can you imagine... Sam Darnold went to Pittsburgh... Sam Darnold went to New England if Cam Newton doesn't sign. Because I still think that there's a couple rumors that I heard that Jimmy Garoppolo could go back to New England. And the only reason why that would work is because, one, they're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo for cheap. So, and New England has, like, no... Like, most of their free agents left. So they don't have... I'm not going to say the talent. I'm going to say they don't have the system fit pieces to continue to do what they normally have done. So, I believe that Bill Belichick will do this through free agency next year. He's going to reevaluate the veteran and the leadership on the field. Now that Tom Brady is gone and he doesn't have that Uber cat. But see, these are the kinds of things, going full circle, that the Jets should be doing as an organization. So, yeah, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. So, looking back at all this, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. I hope, honestly, I'm going to put it to you like this. Look, if he gets traded to Denver, it's not going to help. If he goes to Oakland, it's not going to help. But if Bill Belichick gets Sam Darnold in New England and Cam, or, or Cam Newton gets to stay, rebuilding like you have been for years, the New England Patriots will be all right. I still think New England's going to make the playoffs. And now they're talking about extending the playoffs this year. You know, to, for more teams due to the COVID situation. So... Where, where, where does this is now the Sam Darnold watch? The Trevor Lawrence, where will he land? This, this is going to be an interesting offseason. So, again, at number 32 is the New York Football Jets. Number 31 is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, other than the fact that the Dallas Cowboys gave the Pittsburgh Steelers a run for their money, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they played down to their competition. And they played a few good teams and squeaked by, including my Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans made a comeback in the fourth quarter. 
because right now that's all seemingly my Titans can do is make comebacks in the fourth quarter because our defense can't hold a lead, keep the team from out of the other end zone. Like, so we're going to see what's going to happen with my squad. Uh, so that's one. But for the Cowboys, no Zeke. And what I mean by no Zeke is this is not the same Ezekiel that we saw a couple years ago. I even very, very briefly on Instagram saw something with somebody saying that they should bench Ezekiel Elliott because that's not the dude that they paid. If that's not the biggest slap in the face to Ezekiel Elliott, but at the same time, I mean, if you're not winning titles, And you ain't got no talent outside of your wide receiver core. And your linebacking position. Strength of the Dallas Cowboys. They have great receivers. They have great linebackers. Anything else? Their best corner, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he sign in Miami? Their franchise quarterback, who may leave, and honestly, I hope he leaves and go to Washington. I've been saying it for two years now, and I'm still saying it. I hope Dak Prescott goes to Washington. In case anybody didn't hear me before. Dak Prescott, go to Washington. Ron is a good coach. He'll help you out. No matter how bad Cam played, he never got through under the bus. And you're better than Cam. And guess what, Dak? Go to Washington. Leave Dallas. That's not going to get better. All the money's locked up. They're not going to pay you. Washington will pay you. Dak, go to Washington. Or unless... Dallas trades Amari Cooper, uh, gets rid of Lawrence, which I don't see how they do that. They better keep uh, Jalen Smith, and they better keep old boy from Boise State. I forget his name right now. Excuse me. The linebackers are good. I'd keep both of them. I'd keep. I'd keep. I'd keep both of them. And then I would. And I would draft it. And I would draft another linebacker. And then I would sign another pass rusher. Or, I don't know, find a way to pick up another one. But, I, Dallas. Now, if Dallas can fall far enough, let's say they beat Bench Ezekiel Elliott, right? They only got two wins. They could very well end up with the second pick of the draft. And St. Trevor Lawrence says, I don't want to go to New York. So the Jets draft him. The Dallas Cowboys draft who the Jets are going to want because they know Trevor Lawrence is not going to sign. Trevor Lawrence in Dallas is better for Trevor Lawrence than Trevor. It's better for Trevor Lawrence in Dallas. Then Trevor Lawrence being at New York. 
we all know with that offense, Trevor Lawrence is going to get a huge jump because he makes a lot of those quarterbacks look good. And then we could all start saying how that's one of the luckiest coaches to have coached Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott for a couple of games, and then now getting Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you want to talk about luck. I don't even believe in luck. But that's lucky. <laughs> so, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence of Dallas? Question mark? I don't know how y'all feeling about it. Can some of you guys imagine a star on, on the side of Trevor Lawrence's helmet? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. At number 31... Dallas Cowboys. And coming in at number 30 is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I know I just talked about Trevor Lawrence in Dallas, but again, like like I said in the in the last one, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm doing it bigger than Eli Manning and John Elway. If I want to work for a certain company and I don't want to work at Burger King and McDonald's, I'm like, look, my name is Trevor Lawrence. I'm possibly the third greatest prospect coming out of college football history. I'm not going to Jacksonville. I'm not going to New York. And I'm not going to Atlanta. Well, Atlanta is going to be too far out anyway to get them. I, I don't think anybody would be mad at them. But it, it would be kind of saying, whoa, what kind of, you know, what kind of attitude does this dude bring into the NFL? Well, if he says where he wants to go... As you know, to the bottom four or five teams, I don't really see a problem with it because you get what you ask for. But then again, a closed mouth don't get fed. So, would you rather speak up and say where you wanted to go, or would you rather let a company, or would you rather let a company play with your life, play with your emotions, play with your business future? You know. I mean, if it were me, I, I, okay, this is what I would do. I wouldn't make it public. I would go to my agent. I'd be like, look, barter any deal or try and push anything forward you possibly can to get me to Dallas. And I know this might sound funny, but possibly Detroit. I would, I would rather play at Detroit than Atlanta. I would rather play at Detroit then Jacksonville, I'd rather play Detroit than New York Jets. I, I, me personally, I would play for the Giants. Um, the Giants have always been over over time. They've always been good. They're just not good right now, but they're stable. Atlanta to me, 
look, we all love Arthur, right? But some off. There's always something off with his quads. Always. Like, they're always just good enough, and they always end up getting in the right year. And they're always good enough in the right year just to move forward like to the Super Bowl. The one against, the, look, the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that's the first time I've ever seen them where they should have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl against the, the Denver Broncos. I mean, honestly, they were overmatched. The the Vikings in the NFC Championship that year took them lightly. So it's like, uh, you know what I mean? So I don't really see Atlanta doing anything special to jump forward. And now they're talking about trading Julio Jones and starting over. Okay, great. They got Calvin Ridley, and he's, I wonder, he's a great wide receiver from Alabama. I'm not even going to say, but he's just, he's a, he's a great wide receiver from Alabama. <laughs> he can't do it alone. And I don't know where Matt Ryan's going to go, but I just, I, they're talking about breaking up Atlanta when Atlanta's a 500 football team and no better. They they are the worst team at signing free agents or drafting pass rushers I think I've ever seen. I think the last first round, I'm going to actually make an episode about Atlanta drafting first round pass rushers. The last five are all busts, all of them. I'm 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 literally gonna get to that possibly tonight. The Atlanta Falcons pass rushing draft has been horrible. <laughs> um and that again I know I went and talked about Atlanta, which really ain't fair to Jacksonville. But Jacksonville, you're so terrible. Nobody cares to watch you. You're in a state where nobody cares about you. You're in a state with Miami. So guess what? Your quarterback's name is Gardner Minshew. Congratulations. Bye-bye. And on to number 29 we go. Yo, what up, y'all? So, this is what, you know, this is what really gets on my last nerve. This dude took over for Jim Codwell? Why does he not have a job? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. This is a coach... Oh yes, he 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 had a team with Peyton Manning and took him to the Super Bowl. But he actually had Detroit playing respectable. This rocket scientist, quite literally, has a horrible, not even a worse record, a horrible record. 
Jim Caldwell had a winning record with Detroit the years he was there. Why? How did... You know what? I'm not even going there. Detroit has no quarterback. They're inconsistent play. And they have better talent than they did when Jim Caldwell was there. And they're worse. What does that say? Another guy who was under Bill Belichick who's just not Bill Belichick. These guys are prepped. They're primed. They interview really, really well. But they're not good. Like, quite literally, just not good. The only one I would argue for, outside of Mike Vrabel, who was just in the championship game last year and has a team with a winning record this year, is Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell seems to get teams to play better than the talent that they have, but he just, he doesn't win when it comes to the postseason almost at all. So that's what Romeo Cornell's issue is. He has postseason issues. So, I, you know, the Detroit Lions, over the offseason, their best player was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Detroit actually has a better record than the Philadelphia Eagles right now. I mean, is anybody really counting that half a win by the Eagles? I mean, for real. But anyway, the Detroit Lions, you're number 29. And Matthew Stafford, is he coming back right now? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I I don't see them getting any better with him and it's funny when Detroit has a good coach they're actually good every time they've had a bad coach bad general manager they're bad bad we'll see what happens but as of right now Detroit's horrible 29 y'all 29 Yo, what up, y'all? I'm going to keep it 100. The only reason why the Carolina Panthers make it here at all at number 28 is because they're just new coach, no time to practice during the offseason. They started off really well, and they just they caught a couple of, you know, I just, I put him here only because I still love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know who does. I don't know who doesn't love Teddy Bridgewater. Their star running back got hurt early in the season. They had to change a few things up. Otherwise, when he was there and they were going, they were going. So, I really don't have a problem with Carolina. Like I said, I'm refreshing. Record. They just recently lost to Atlanta. So, 
you've just kind of got to put them there just kind of by accident so i have no problem with the direction uh carolina's heading i still think they're on their way up can't even be mad at them carolina teddy bridgewater y'all stay up i believe in y'all You know what, I was gonna leave Carolina right there where it is because it's kind of, what you see is what you get, but just to add a few more, their secondary is actually playing better than you think they were. Not based on the numbers, it's based on the eye test. The linebackers, they have talent. They have a little bit of pass rush. They have a great running back. I think the best running back in the game when not hurt. Teddy Bridgewater is a top 15 quarterback in the league. And they're going to have a good draft pick to improve next year. They have the Jets' best receiver from last year. They have, I, I think they're pretty solid at tight end. I don't think people are going to realize that the Jets are a little bit better. I mean, that... Um, that the Carolina Panthers are a little bit better than what you give them credit for. But like I said, depending on this weekend's outcome, I could see Atlanta, I could see Carolina off this list entirely. Um, I'm going to check the schedule for this week's games because I wanted to focus on last week's games compared to this list. So, um, we're going to see what happens tomorrow, y'all. But, like I said, just to finish the Carolina Panthers off real quick. And coming in at number 27, the Atlanta Falcons, who have shown a little bit of life after firing a coach who should have been fired about two years ago and Dan Quinn. Uh, Raheem Morris is more than worthy enough to handle this job but I just kind of have that feeling that's not where Atlanta will go when the season ends they'll reassess and they'll figure well we saw how the team was the end we're looking to rebuild we might move off uh, Matt Ryan you know so And I'm one that, look, I'm one of those people who never thought that Matt Ryan was going to be a competent quarterback. I still, to this day, don't remember a quarterback being drafted as high as he does. When his last year in college, he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Um, another quarterback that I never believed in is my quarterback for Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Dude was a wide receiver in college. I mean, was not a quarterback. Turned quarterback late in his college career and did pretty well at it. And he got drafted high by the Miami Dolphins. Like, for me, it's kind of like, okay, I don't really, yeah, I didn't, don't feel comfortable. So when it comes to Matt Ryan, my comfortability is still low. Matt Ryan is just starting to turn my head. When Matt Ryan got to the Super Bowl, that first half, 
I was starting to turn for Matt Ryan. But then what happened in the second half of that Super Bowl, I was like, nope, that's Matt Ryan for you. Everybody likes to blame the coaching. Nope, sometimes the players got to play. I'm sorry, man. Accountability, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Matt Ryan, I, you should technically have a ring right now. But I just have a feeling as long as you're in Atlanta, I understand. Dude, you took over for Michael Vick. You did better, way better than I, than I expected you to. So I'm not mad at you for that. I just, I can't find a way to say, yeah, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I can't do it. I don't ever remember watching a game and saying, man, Matt Ryan is special. Russell Wilson, you can see how special he is. Uh, Man, I mean, there's so many guys... Ryan Tannehill, I'm starting to look like, man, if Ryan Tannehill can stay healthy, he's starting to look kind of special to me. Like, everybody everybody ain't got it. Like, Tom Brady, that dude's not special to me. Tom Brady, to me, is the greatest hustler in NFL history. He got all y'all thinking that he's the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. No. He works hard. To me... Tom Brady is the only person I know that's an addict other than Peyton Manning other than Peyton Manning that's an addict at his craft Peyton Manning and Tom Brady eat, sleep, and drink football that's the only reason that's the only thing I cannot knock Tom Brady for I've seen his stats y'all be like oh he, he, when he had Randy Moss he threw 50 something touchdowns uh, 40 something touchdowns yeah but if you look at the other years when he had good to great talent I take that back from okay to good talent the numbers just weren't there and in the playoff games they say playoffs is what makes it was what makes or breaks you as far as you being a star and the reason why I bring up Tom Brady is because Matt Ryan is a poor man's Tom Brady I see a guy who works hard, but he'll never be Tom Brady. And to me, Tom Brady is never going to be the guy. He especially works hard. He has great intangibles. But to me, you look at him on the field, he's not special. He's addicted to detail. Matt Ryan, I see him play. He's not special. He's good at the little things. He's not great. He's good at the little things. And as long as you got a guy at the helm who's just good at everything and not great at anything, you might be good enough to get there like he did. I mean, let's be real. Is Atlanta going to another Super Bowl with Matt Ryan in a talent? I believe the answer is no. Even if that's not the criteria, which I understand that all teams should go by because every team is not loaded like Kansas City to say, okay, we're Super Bowl bound. That's not fair, and I'm not going to hold them to that criteria. But what I am going to hold them to the criteria is, can you win games every week with Matt Ryan? Yeah. When you get to the postseason, can you trust him to take you over a hump? 
to undo a bad play, to throw the perfect pass at the right time. I just don't think Matt Ryan is that is that dude. I I really don't. Unfortunately. And really, for me, that's what it comes down to in Atlanta. Their coaches, there's a couple of them down on the lower half of the staff that I'm just not comfortable with, but Atlanta's going to have to start over, dude. All right, and that is the Atlanta Falcons at number 27. Yo, what up, y'all? All right. Um, maybe because no, nah, I'm not even gonna go that far. Well, I will go there, but not right now. Uh, just give me a minute on that one. So, this is what I'm thinking. My number. 26 is the Washington football team. But I'm so connected right now emotionally to Washington. Um my late uncle uh was a Washington football team fan. But not only because of that, but because I feel like the Giants and Washington are both primed to take the division. So, I just have a feeling there's going to be a late game. Washington this week is facing off against Detroit. Now, if Matthew Stafford does not play, which I haven't seen anything yet because I haven't looked. I haven't looked too much because I'm trying not to spoil it for myself. Because sometimes you look too much in the stacks and you take the enjoyment out of the game. So I'm trying to recoup some of that back. So all I can say when it comes to that. Is I hope. Look, I know Washington is a better football team than Detroit. They're better coached. I believe they have better management. Uh, I've had a few people, fans, tell me that, you know, Snyder's a racist. and uh, I'm not going to argue that either way. um, Because I believe this is the wrong time for that particular conversation but do I think that he's as sketchy as do I believe he's sketchy as a football owning owner (laughs) do I believe he's sketchy as a businessman yes do I think he's always done the right thing with his team no do I think he did the absolute right thing in hiring Ron Rivera yes And his personality is already showing with that football team. If Alex Smith can get all the way right 
The team you may not want to face in the playoffs may be Washington. They're starting off slow. They have nothing to lose. They have a veteran playoff-tested quarterback who's been out for a couple years. You know, they have an okay offensive line. It's not great, but it's okay. Their defensive line is very talented, with full of first-rounders. You know, nobody wants to talk about uh, Young. He's man, that that Young. Look, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go into it. Look, I'm a huge fan of the running back Gibson. Uh, to me, I I, I I keep watching highlights and I see him improve every week. And I try watching the the full length tapes on Playbook. He's getting better at blocking. To me, he's the only running back I've seen who had a problem with NFL speed who's now catching up. He's kind of like a running back, but he has like wide receiver tendencies, which is weird. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> this is, is, look, New York Giants and Washington football team are both improving football teams. So, I mean, if people want to hear it, I, I guess I guess you can call it an upset. I'll take Washington to beat Detroit this weekend. And I'm also taking the Giants at home to beat Philly and take the division lead. And New York just beat Washington last week. So... I'm rooting for the New York Giants and I'm rooting for Washington football team. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. All right. And the star of my show at number 25 you know what I'm not gonna say yet. I had five teams I was stuck on for number 25. Five teams. Okay. One was the Giants. Because the Giants had been so low on my list, but they kept improving every week. This was the week they were either gonna jump off the list, not including, you know, my little hiatus bye week I had. So it's not New York, not the Giants. I like and like I said in the last part. I hope and I'm picking the Giants to beat Philadelphia tomorrow. Well, let's see. Today. I'm picking the Giants to win today, but the Giants are not the star of the show. They're not the best team on this unfortunate list. And it's also not New England. I know a couple of you guys have been saying, but they barely beat the Jets. But you know what? They beat who was in front of them. I hope Cam Newton. I, I already know what's going on with Cam Newton. He's ran a little too much. He's getting dinged up. And he lost a little bit of his accuracy. Cam Newton is no different than any quarterback. When you get hit 
a certain amount of times, your accuracy, your fundamentals, they fall off as a quarterback. This is the reason why I don't like wildcat run quarterbacks. The same thing happened to Michael Vick. I don't know if people remember, Michael Vick used to throw one of the most beautiful balls, deep balls in the NFL. But Michael Vick is 5'11", 6 foot. And some people might say I might be being nice. But when Michael Vick got hit, it, it was never, it was never, it was never a good thing. And Cam Newton, as the star running back for the New England Patriots, I feel bad for him. But then again, he is not the star of this show today. Also had the Cincinnati Bengals. They started off well. They beat Tennessee, you know, which is the reason why, honestly, they're not on this list. Um, I'm a Tennessee Titan fan. They beat my squad. I mean, unfortunately, I can't have them in an unfortunate list when they beat a team with a winning record. So they're not on it. Some people might say this. I even had the 49ers in consideration for this list. So that's the Pats, the Bengals, the 49ers. And I had the Giants. All in consideration for this last spot. But they all fell through. For the star at number 25, the best team on the unfortunate list is the unfortunate Houston Texans. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, whether if they win or lose, their stock is going to start falling for me. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they give away their draft picks? Uh, to the Miami Dolphins? And I believe they gave away another draft pick for next year. A high, I believe it was the second round for, for DeAndre Hopkins in a swap. I do believe that O'Brien has messed up this team for the next four years. So I guess the question is, for the Houston Texans, you've won two games this year. You have one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league in in Watson, in Deshaun Watson. Is Deshaun Watson on the training block? J.J. Watt, we know he's on the training block. J.J. Watt doesn't want to be on another three-win team again. So I guess the question is, is in the offseason, does J.J. Watt play for New England? Does Deshaun Watson go to Indianapolis? They just got, um, wow, my running back. They just got my boy from Arizona. 
is Johnson in? Where's Johnson going to go? Laramie Tunson? Is he hurt or is he good right now? Like, I mean, the, these are a lot of these questions and a lot of these traffics. If you're in the Houston Texans, are you rebuilding? Now, I know you guys are thinking, well, that's kind of not fair. Well, guess what? Let me add another one. Who's their coach next year? If I'm Romeo Cornell, I'm not sure I want that job. I'm not going to get more talent. I got a quarterback who's worth more than 15% of my cap. I, there, there's like, there's not a lot to do there. Like the next three years, they honestly, you kind of need to see the Houston Texans bottom out. But are you going to bottom out with Deshaun Watson or without him? I mean, these, these are real questions right now for Houston. They're a non-winning franchise. They just had a coach slash general manager who just ruined their future for the next, at the least, three years. What if, what if the Jets find a way to win a couple games... And the Texans end up with the second or third pick. And we all know, oh boy. I mean, I wouldn't want to play for the New York Jets, but I don't know if I'd want to play for the Houston Texans either. I mean, dead, dead serious question. Would you, if you were Trevor Lawrence, would you rather play for Detroit Houston, Jacksonville, or New York. I mean, if you think about it, I'm definitely not going to Houston. They're not going to get better. I don't want to go to Jacksonville. Honestly, the only way I would go back to Jacksonville is if Tom Coughlin went back. Because when he's there, you know there's structure, you know there's certain kind of uh, attitudes, you know there's a certain kind of way he does things. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind playing under Tom Coughlin if you were the president, coach, whatever. So, but Tom Coughlin's not in Jacksonville right now. So I'm not playing for Jacksonville. I'm not playing for the New York Jets who need everything. Talent, coach, GM, owner, president, the whole nine. And I wouldn't play for the Houston Texans right now either, but Detroit... But at the same time, we all know Detroit's going to win a couple more games, so they're going to win themselves out of the Trevor Lawrence conversation. And then you start looking at those teams. Denver has three wins, but their defense is too good. You know, you kind of look at what's going on. Deshaun Watson can get them three picks that they don't have. That's why my point. I mean, think about it. If you're the Jets, you need a star. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or would you trade for Deshaun Watson? 
I mean, some some of these. I mean, I'm I'm real dead serious right now. Some of these is gonna start. Some of these questions have they have to have popped up by now. Look, David Johnson's got to be on the block. Washington's got to be on the block. They let go of Joseph at the uh, last year. Houston. They, Will Fuller, you might as well put him on a chop block too. I mean, Houston might as well draft that kid out of Ohio. Fields. I mean, start from scratch. Or find a way to get Trevor Lawrence and rebuild. But you got to scrap everything in order to do it. But I don't think, and I'm going to say this very funny. I don't think that the Texans have the guts that the Cardinals had. Now, this is where it comes in. Not necessarily you draft a guy and then you draft another guy the next year at the same position. Arizona said, no, we made a mistake. We're going to trade out of this. We're getting the best player in this draft. We don't care. And we're going to start fresh. Now, the Houston Texans say, look, our quarterback is the best player in this draft. And I know you guys are thinking that sounds funny. Think about it this way. If I'm moving off of J.J. Watt, I'm moving off of Will Fuller, I'm moving off of David Johnson, I'm moving off of Deshaun Watson, you have to start looking at those players like commodities. I mean, the stock is not going to be higher for Deshaun Watson. Will Fuller can go for a, a four maybe a three. J.J. Watt could go for a two, maybe a one. I highly doubt that. But J.J. Watt is definitely going for a two or a three. Will Fuller is going for at least a four, possibly a three. David Johnson can get you a couple of sevens and a five in a swap. And Deshaun Watson can get you three first-round picks right now. I mean, you know, I'm I'm going to ask you a serious question. You know what? I'm not going to start. I'm going to start another episode right now asking the question. Because I've had this question before. But now I'm serious. Because we're just past halfway point. Let's talk quarterbacks. Give me five minutes. I'm going to another episode. And I'm publishing that one. I'm dropping this one right now. Again. A number 25 team, Houston Texans. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy Sunday. Well, enjoy today. Enjoy the games. Stay safe, stay blessed, and stay six feet. We break about your phone.